0: As you know, our format is going to be a little different this morning. And in a little bit, um, Scott and Steve Bill are going to be up here and doing some explanation. And here's what we're all about at Grassroots. We want to be devoted and devout followers of Jesus. That's our commitment. So we're not committed so much to form as we are to function. Forms change through the years, functions don't. And the goal of us as followers of Jesus is that we want to take any and every opportunity, any and every way we can to know Jesus better. We're going to be looking in the Gospel of John, and one of the reasons that we're looking in the Gospel of John is because as you read through the Gospels, you discover this. I found it really helpful in my own relationships because sometimes we sort of get uh, burdened in relationships and think to ourselves, uh, boy, this is, this is so hard to have try to get my arms around this many. Well, one of the reasons I wanted us to look in the Gospel of John is this. Uh, Jesus called 12 to be with him. But of those 12, it was Peter, James, and John that were invited to be with him on the mountain of transfiguration. Not the entire 12. There was some kind of relationship that he had with Peter, James, and John that somehow, at least, differed from the other. Except that John is confident enough that he writes about himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. He wasn't implying there that Jesus didn't love the others. He obviously did. But Jesus had a special relationship with John. It's John that he commits his mother, too. And so it just seems very natural to have a study in the Gospel of John and to be talking about Jesus in the Gospel of John. Many times when we're reading a book, when we're looking at an essay, in the first paragraph or two, or sometimes in a book it will be the introduction, where the writer explains to us, this is why I've written this book. John actually does that at the end of his book, twice, interestingly enough, in John 20, And verse 30, John wrote, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. He writes what we know as chapter 21 and he concludes his book by saying, now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. And that makes perfect sense to us that if you were writing out 33 years of someone's existence and everything they did. But John had a particular reason for writing. We want to explore some of that this morning. Something that I have a terrible habit of doing and I, have, I need to admit it now because of our time constraints. I always know when I end A sermon I never know note when I get up what time is it and I was uh, pinch hitting last Sunday morning at another church here in town because their pastor had come down with COVID and it was a fifth Sunday for us and they start at a different time than we do and I'm used to like watching the top of the clock here I have spared you this. I landed the plane, according to my wife, in 55 minutes. (laughs) So they got like, you know, double blessing or something. I want to point you to a few truths about Jesus written by the disciple that he was closest to in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it there was a man sent from God whose name was John this isn't the John that wrote this this is John the baptizer please note for the sake of grassroots I said the baptizer, where my entire life I've said the Baptist. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. grace upon grace for the law was given through Moses grace and truth came through Jesus Christ no one has ever seen God the only God who is at the father's side he has made him known what's John declare about Jesus Let's clarify it off the top, because in verse 1, John once again does something that he did in his gospel in explaining why he wrote it. He starts and later tells us why. Here, he starts with the description of the word, and it is all the way down in verse 14 that we know that the word is Jesus. Up until that point, he hasn't identified who it is. Verse 14, he says, the word became flesh, dwelt among us. We've seen his glory. What's he say about Jesus? That Jesus is the word. When they heard that, whether they were Jew or Greek, then that had an impact for them. For the Greeks, the word was used for the reason in the universe, that they would talk about it being the logos. And so they had a concept that there was reason in the universe. John takes that and applies it as the reason in the universe is this Jesus that is God in the flesh. For the Jews, the Logos was always considered to be God. And so for the Jews, they are hearing again that the Logos, God, is Jesus. He argues in the text this, that It's not that there is God the Father. You've heard this from me before. God the Father in second place is God the Son, and in third place is God the Holy Spirit. That's not the Trinity. They are absolutely equal, which is why he says this. The Word was with God, and the Word was God that the declaration from early on in the Christian faith was this Jesus that we commit ourselves to is absolutely God. Ultimately, where that's going to take us is this. When Jesus dies for the sins of the world... If he was only a man, one person, sinless, could die for one sinner. What gives the sacrifice of Jesus infinite value is that it is one that is perfectly man and perfectly God. One man, For one person, the eternal God dies in our place and instead of us. And that's for everyone. In a little bit, there'll be a question for us regarding the text. Verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Uh, Some of you in your background may have heard this question Have you received Jesus as your Savior? the only place in the New Testament where there's this concept of receiving something is this one verse. Throughout the New Testament, and actually the Old as well, it's not so much receiving like an Amazon package arrives at your door. It's believing Trusting. That's going to be the issue for us with Jesus. That do we believe he is who he said he was? Do we believe him as very God, a very God? John indicates that. That not only is he very God, a very God, he's the creator of everything that he's the sustainer of everything, that he's the savior of the world. I look at the time. If you're wanting to know what today is called, um, I looked up an older term because I have to tell you, mini-sermon just didn't sit right with me, okay? And sermonette didn't sit right with me because I have a friend that used to always say, "Uh, sermonette's for Christianettes. So this would have been one of my first times ever for a homily. Scott and... Steve Bill, and I say Steve Bill because Rhonda said Steve Mills was coming, and I thought, oh, that's why she said that.
1: (laughs) Thank you you so much, Steve. Um, One second here. It's funny because, yeah, thank you so much, Steve. It's funny because uh, I have my laptop here. We just don't even print anything anymore. Um, it's just the way things work. I'm going to sit in a minute. I'm just going to stand through this. Um, you can grab this microphone, apparently. Is that correct, Matthew? Testing. Awesome. Well, thank you all for coming this morning. Um, you might have you. I think most of you are aware that um, during this interim period between full-time pastors, we have two active committees. Uh, one is obvious is the pastoral search committee, and they 've been busy busy gathering all of the background information and details to make a job description that fits our current church. The second committee is, was struck as a partnership committee, and this has which had the responsibility or has the responsibility of looking at other church models to see if we as a small independent church in a small independent town um, have a fit within a larger organization to ease the administrative burden that comes along with being on our own. Starting uh, from, so that's, and that's us. Sorry, there's, uh, (laughs) that's why Steve and I are up here. We are on the partnership committee and I would do a disservice to list the others at this point because my brain doesn't work unless I wrote things down. And I did not write that down. Um, Starting from an essentially blank slate, the committee decided to start off our group with a dedicated uh, dedicated to prayer for our community, community. So what we did was we said, we don't have any idea what this means. Thank you, board, for striking a partnership committee, and that we are on it. This is wonderful. And um, John is on their committee. I'll point him out now. He said, "Well, I think we should. Well, I think we should pry is what he actually said. And. <laughs> And uh, he also said zebra, which is okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just going off track here. Um, he said, I think we should pray. And so we actually had an entire, our first meeting, two hours of it, um, was a, a led through prayer time. And let me tell you, um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this, but the Lord actually, it feels like there was just so much of the Holy Spirit with us in that prayer time. And... We've, we started by going through our fears and the, um, and the things that we are hopeful for with Grassroots Church. And we have a lot of fears. And a lot of those fears are similar to all of yours, perhaps, of what is this church now? How did we survive COVID? Are we the remnant? Like, how does this work? What are we doing? How do we move forward in a new world, in a new era? Is it new? You know, just all these things, right? And who who are we as a community? Um, and it, you know, through all of this, um, through praying, giving that to God, it just became very clear that we needed to focus on all of us. This is our community, and the, these you are the people who call grassroots home. Those of you online, those of you on vacation, we unfortunately you're not part of our church anymore. Um, uh, you're out. <laughs> We, no, there's there's there are a lot of people still within our church who, you know, for whatever reason, are looking for what we're doing, and I validate that. That's not a, that's not something that's wrong, and um, there are things that we can do to create community and deep relationships, and I think that is a hallmark of grassroots, and we became uh, just very excited about that. So as our group was doing a pre- preliminary scan of church models. Uh, a form of small group model kept coming up. And I know that word has a lot of connotations with it, both good and bad. So please hold that up over here in your brain. Um, but during the t- pandemic, many positives um, came out of our group, small groups, those of us who were part of them. Um, a lot of positives and, and uh, aligned with our core vision as a church. And we're encouraged to look at some sort of unique option for grassroots on a Sunday morning. And so... And I say this with conviction from our prayer times and our times, um, you know, talking with, with some of you is we have a um, strong sense that the current, you know, traditional North American corporate model of church design where the lead pastor, and we have designed our past like this, where our lead pastor is the CEO with a board, et cetera. Um, and I'm not saying all of this is wrong, but I say may, some of it may not fit both our long-term Either financial or membership sustainability, or our ethos of why God has grassroots in Thunder Bay. Um, and so, why is God, why do we have a church, and why are we here in Thunder Bay? And there seems to be plenty of churches in Thunder Bay that offer this kind of model. And we're questioning if maybe we need to provide this to the community or if there's another path for us. And so, um, we thought long and hard, we had all this discussion about what to call this time. And thankfully, one of our members is one of those people who sits back doesn't say a whole lot but then suddenly says why don't we I think we're overthinking this let's call this community church and to me that that describes what we're trying to do we're trying to meet our community and so what does this mean it actually looks like exactly like almost every other morning there will be a corporate worship time Um, there'll be a short thank you Steve um, sermon or homily I like that word it has a good liturgical sense to it as well Um, or sharing, or or scripture reading, or all of the above. Then, um, uh, sorry, there will be Sunday school that continues as normal, so we can um, do things. But then we'll also have a break. And this goes back, harkens back to the original days of grassroots, where we did have a break in the middle of the service. How many people remember that, where we had food all the time? Yeah, that's coming back, folks. (laughs) Vote for Pedro, just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's coming back. We're going to have a break time where there'll be coffee and muffins at least to start. And we'll come back and have a discussion time um, where we talk about some the things that were shared in the homily or just how the scriptures spoke to us or whatever the morning was. And and the youth will also have an option to join their own group-led discussion. And so um, this might sound intimidating, um, but the purpose of the community churches to create an atmosphere where everyone feels and experiences connection. We hope to build on this as we learn and grow together, figuring out how to best get our culture used to talking together again, in less awkward and dissonant ways and into respectful dialogue and meaningful friendships. Guys, that's so true. We just need, this is something that we feel just very strongly about. So we'd like you to work with us on the model. Um, we're gonna do this every other Sunday for eight weeks. and. And we'd like your feedback during this time, not only at the end where you say, I hated this. I came, but I hated this. Don't tell us that at the end. (laughs) Tell us that the, but also give us a week. Like, just come on, (laughs) don't do this right away. Um, We know it will be awkward at first, but we, we truly feel that God has planted a seed of something for us to work with. And we'd like to see where it goes. We're not trying to reinvent a new church here. But as we looked at partnerships with sustainable congregations, it seems like a pastor's role and time may be best spent equipping group leaders and providing care and and providing care. So there you have it. Reading it now, it doesn't seem very earth-shattering or new or unique, but I think that's why we're excited about it. It does seem doable. It does seem that people are longing for connection. And it seems that the Lord is leading us at least this far. That's how we're scared. We feel like God kind of, unveiled a little bit and said, here's where you can go. And we're like, we have all these questions. People might not like this. And we're just standing at the edge going, this is how we feel like we're where we need to go. Um, So who knows, maybe we'll learn things that help us move into something we haven't even thought of yet. And that's exactly where we'd like to position our next pastor into coming into something is let's figure some things out and, and be ready for um, when someone comes in and uh, and so um and
2: can so just, can you say one thing
1: you can that's why yeah, you have a microphone it's
2: just to kind of reinforce what you're saying um to you know the last two and a half years I would say like the one thing um as a society we've been really suffering from is meaningful uh, human connections and COVID's kind of t- to blame for that and so I think that's where this has been born out of. It's just like, wow, we've, we're all feeling that strain in our human relationships. We've all, not all of us, but most of us have tasted meaningful, intentional community in the past. And I think we're like, there's this desire to return to that. And, uh, and, and so this model, this approach that we're taking is sort of the main reason why we are um, exploring this avenue right now and, 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 and um, yeah, uh, adopting this approach to see like, hey, is this the best way Or we believe this is the best way that we can reestablish and find reconnection with one another as a community. Hence why we're calling it community church.
1: Yeah. And so um, we do feel like continuing on our current path without at least trying this would be an opportunity lost. This isn't our plan B. Um, We're not looking to be different for the sake of being different. but We're truly looking for connection and community for those who need it in Thunder Bay. Uh, You may feel many hesitations about this, including... Do I have to talk? The answer is no. But um, if you'd like to, we'd love you to be part of that. Um, But we are asking for your patience and grace as we strive to be a community of Christ followers in Thunder Bay. I keep saying Thunder Bay. Uh, Please feel free to reach out to any of the partnership committee members if you have any questions. So, do you want to Yeah, and actually maybe maybe we... Sorry? Do you want to finish?
2: Well, I was going to say, if there are any immediate questions that you're just like, hey, what about this that you're thinking of right now? We can entertain that at this time? Sure. I'm, up, I'm up for a hand or two. Sorry. Sorry, Matthew. Rhonda, you have a hand? Oh. Or oh, Rhonda's mom?
1: So we'll have some... Wait, let's w-
2: reiterate the question for... So, the,
1: the yeah, the question was, um, during this discussion time, will we have... Um, dedicated small groups, and the answer is is kind of we'd like to have we'll, there'll be um, specific leaders for each one so it's not like you're going to be left high and dry not only with people you don't know but no idea what you're supposed to do um, I mean that would be really awkward and so we're hope <laughs> and so we'll have a, a specific questions as well as a group leader and so um, and during that coffee time that's the time to stand up and look around and be like who?" you know, maybe I feel like talking with new people today. Maybe I feel like being safe and it's just going to be the Slaybos family talking among them, themselves or something like that. Classic um, <laughs> <laughs> It's not, safe,
2: not he safe, he says.
1: <laughs> so, so, Hillary, did you have a clarification? Yeah, so it's not going to look just exactly like this. We are coming this week and we are going to reimagine how group space works in this um
2: oh, and we can invite others to join us in restructuring that on Tuesday no or no
1: uh depends on <laughs> how many people come um <laughs> but yeah we are reimagining this space it is not the not it, it won't look exactly like a living room or be as comfortable as something like that but there will be it will look different than this and be amenable to kind of different groups so you're not just standing in chairs talking people's backs or and and i think marcia
2: maybe to just further address that question i i think we're going to try like smaller groups and stuff but there may be a sunday where we say hey there's this amount of people here we can have a conversation as a community even so you know i think we'll figure those details out as we go as well Uh, we're asking for patience from everyone (laughs) anything
1: else immediate at the back yes Sure. Yeah, so um, myself and Hillary, Hillary, if you want to just wave. Myself and Hillary are the co-chairs of this committee and we'd be happy to take any questions. Um, Scott.w, you don't have to worry about how you spell weeb, thankfully, um, at grassroots.church. And Uh, I I can, just info at grassroots.church church just do that and it'll get to us let's do that thank you um, so if you have other questions um, please come or concerns we'd love to know even concerns or trepidations before we even start you can come and talk to us after this we have um, kind of out of time but at the same time, we're just gonna model a little bit of what this one of these mornings might look like. And so I came up this morning, I texted Steve Mills. And I said, what passages are you looking at? And he said, the first few chap- first, uh, first, 18 verses of John. And I came up with some questions on my own, just of, of I don't know if you remember, we used to have some wonder questions, open questions. And this is often how we led our children's uh, ministry as well. And um, so Steve, are you, are you ready? Let's do it. Let's see how awkward we can be. Okay.
2: This is the amount of awkwardness you want to model in the small group.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, and again, this is not scripted. We didn't. Um,
2: Haven't really thought much about it. No, to be but,
1: but I think that's, you're coming here, you're coming to church, and you may not have thought, maybe you're, everything's a mess, and you're just trying to figure things out. That's how I am many Sunday mornings. Just, I love coming here because it helps me, center me, and, and. And ground totally. and so it's not like you have to come thinking i need to have an answer here so these are questions that are meant to just help ground as well so we, i don't think we're going through
2: all of these no and, and also just... fair warning scott and i are probably the most the two most emotional people in this church oh, <laughs> <laughs> and when we're in front of people the tear ducts just open I don't know.
1: how about we just do these two questions here steve the creation the story one. one and the third one
2: uh, okay yeah Sure.
1: so the the one question that we that I thought of was um, I wonder how this creation story that Steve was talking about the beginning was the word and the and you know that kind of beginning how does that
2: influence us and and what does that mean um, yeah so um you know listening to, to Steve speak this morning was really uh um, thanks very much Steve for that and, and it was Always, it's always. I always appreciate reading scripture or listening to scripture being read from, um, from someone else. Just even the auditory uh, or the audible sound of scripture being read just gives new insights or helps me understand things. And so, uh, on this question about creation, uh, it, it occurred to me as we were going through that this morning that I think this is the first time in the Bible that we see the person of Jesus being injected into the creation story. And I think that is, to me, that's something that, you know, stands out. And I'm not sure all the implications or, or ramifications of that. But, um, you know, kind of getting back to what Steve was saying, it, it it suggests that, you know, there isn't this sort of, there's first place is Je- or the Father, second place is Jesus, and third place is the Spirit. It's this um, understanding of the triune God being one and that God being all-powerful as he creates um, the universe. So, I don't know. What about you? Uh, I was,
1: wasn't going to use the word triune, but that's great. Um, I guess for me, it was more just simplifying the creation story. Just, I just love how it's just a few sentences. God, you know, yes, Jesus. I, think, I like that you, like Jesus, I, didn't, I hadn't thought of that being like the first time. But just, just so simple. And allows me to see the big the, the bigness of God. Sometimes I get caught up in just like the days and sure. nights and days and nights and, and seeing it and just it just I love just looking at that. So yeah. that's all. And, and, I, nothing deep
2: Yeah, that's no all. and actually and this I'm totally stealing from Steve in a conversation we had earlier, but he noted that um, John, the author, was not a dummy and he knew what he was doing in writing the words and beginning the gospel of John with in the beginning. Uh, Because his hearers would be hearkening back to, oh, I've seen that somewhere else, right? And so there, you know, he's writing with the purpose of maybe persuading or convincing his audience that, like, hey, this Jesus that came on the scene, um, he was there at the beginning. And he's the one responsible for all of this. And so trying to challenge them in their understanding of of who the creator is. And I think that's cool. Cool. Um,
1: I would ask for anyone else, but it's just supposed to be the two of us. So, um, the next, the next question I had here is it's interesting that John describes Jesus in only two words and, and we didn't have the, we'll have past, we'll have it written out so you can see the passages we're talking about. So trust us that this is in the Bible. Um, it is interesting that John describes Jesus in only two words and that's grace and truth. Yeah. And I guess I don't have a question about it. It's just interesting. Right.
2: And, and that verse, uh, You know, before I even read your questions this morning, I had read that passage, and and that one verse that, I can't remember what it is, but it it begins with, you had Moses who gave you the law, and now you have Jesus, who, again, is described in two words, grace and truth. And so, uh, again, I would say that, you know, John is writing to a particular audience to convince them that, here's your sort of Judaism understanding of the world, and um, you only ever knew law, you only ever knew sort of the rules. That you need to keep in order to appease God or make him happy, and I'm telling you that there's this new um, representation of God, and actually to be honest you kind of you kind of got it wrong <laughs> uh, Jesus or God is revealed through best through these two words grace and truth yeah and and for me
1: I think um just simply like looking at it going why isn't love you know or mm-hmm. just asking that in a, in a group saying why did why why is it grace and truth and just exploring that a little bit i yeah. think there's a lot in that that we can learn that it's it's grace and it's truth and how does that yeah. how does that look um so
2: yeah and 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 just kind of one maybe last thought um again, borrowing from conversation with Steve to a degree, but this idea that uh, uh, there's a spectrum and grace is only, you know, it's on one end of it and then then truth is way over here on the other. And so um, it's a bit of a false dichotomy that so many of us have created or we use when we try to describe these ideas. It's like, oh, well, you know, the Old Testament God was all about the truth, the New Testament God is all about grace and, and forgiving everything that, you know, all the mistakes or mistruths or anything. But they're not opposites at all. And I think we need to be clear in our understanding that the opposite of grace, and actually I Googled it. I said, like, what is the opposite of grace? And there's not a clear word. Oh. There's not like a clear definition of this is the opposite of grace. What would you guys say is the opposite of grace in your mind? What's a word that jumps out? Cruelty. Sorry? Okay, that's probably the right word. I, I'll have to Google that one myself. <laughs> All right, Maywen, meritocracy. I'm gonna say the root being merit, so based on you deserving this, yeah. Okay, that's good. Any other words? Uh, yeah, that's great. Condemnation, I was say yeah, cruelty, that. or something. Cruelty, yeah. rigidness was sure. one of the uh, synonyms that came up. Mm. And I would say those are much better opposites than truth. Right. Right. Um, And, of course, the opposite of truth is lie or untruth, and we can see that. But anyway, again, just more, you can see how these ideas can hopefully um, foster conversation in our small groups and in our conversations and how we can glean truths or glean principles or glean new understandings or new insights for the purpose of becoming a better disciple of Jesus. And I would say, um, and, and I kind of suggested this earlier as well, but the, the whole purpose of these conversations, of, our, of this new model or whatever you want to call it, is not any different than what, um, what our previous model was. And, and Steve mentioned at the beginning the forms and function of church... Um, the form may change, but the function never will. The objective, the pursuit, is always to be shaping disciples of Jesus so that we can go and affect change and bring um, hope and and, and, and um, renewal to the world around us. That's always the goal of whatever we do here at Grassroots. And so whether it's sitting and listening to a sermon for you a know, conventional amount of time, whatever that may be, or it's having a homily and a discussion in small groups, the pursuit, the objective, is still going to help, with the the objective of helping shape disciples. And and we hope that all of us in this community are on board with that vision or that mission.
1: Yeah. So um, I know there's probably lots of, if you're not someone who likes groups, this might be terrifying to you. Um, I hope it's not. Please be part of this with us. Um, Join us and we'll see where things go. Help us walk together with the Lord.
2: And um, and send those questions, send your concerns to us. Be, yeah. We wanna be as transparent and open, and we wanna make sure that as a community, we're all moving through this together, all right? And awesome. we wanna hear what your concerns are.
1: You wanna come up, Steve, and finish this off. Thank you.
0: And, and you two stay here, okay? Uh, so we wanna make it clear that if you are coming every week, you don't have to have a beard and a short haircut. <laughs> All right, it's just, uh, yeah. But
1: at least we're flat. Like, come on. Go. Yeah. You
0: uh, guys not One comment on your asking for feedback. I have sat th- through 40 years of, so how do we think that that went? Somebody saying, well, I didn't hear too many complaints. So, yes, if you have concerns, please send them. But on a the other side of things, okay, because sometimes that's all that happens. You only hear from the people that are unhappy, and then you try to figure out if what's been presented this morning excites you. And then as it's starting to take place, you're saying, hey, I was a little unsure about this but man this has been great let the committee know okay so that it's not just a matter of um, negative and silence and i'm looking at the clock and i never want to hear again about i went overtime hey. uh, thanks for being here today and I very much appreciate, we very much appreciate the spirit in the room, Uh, and we're looking forward to what the Lord Jesus has for us in the future. Uh, One note, and this wasn't wrong, what uh, Scott gave us, I had received a text that uh, the Service for Owen next Sunday will be at 3 p.m. as opposed to 2 p.m. So uh, please note that. And uh, as we are dismissed today, once again, uh, would you stand with me as we pray? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being a part of a community that wants to know you better, that wants to truly be disciples of yours, that here we would be your hands and feet. Thank you for the work of the committee. Thank you for the vision that you have given to them, uh, the possibilities here, and we look forward to the leading of your spirit, that in these processes, we might know you better, that our community would be built up inwardly as we develop friendship and trust with one another and share of the good things that you are doing in our lives the times of questioning and the times of hurts that we can share together and so we as a community commit ourselves again to being seekers and followers of jesus We ask that your blessing would rest and abide on us today and in all the days that are before us because we pray in the high and the magnificent name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus. Amen.